0: Welcome to Stutter Stories, where guests from around the world each share the ins, outs, ups, and downs of life and conversation as a person who stutters. Hosted by Tricia Hedinger and Ja Ben. Creativity is thinking up new things. Innovation is doing new things. And I think today's guest for sure falls into the category of being an innovator. Gareth Walcom, founder of With VR, is here today to talk to us about his current project of how to use virtual reality to assist people who stutter. So let's welcome Gareth Walcom. Welcome Gareth. How are you today?
1: I I had some okay of Thank you, Um, uh, how are you? you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to have you here on Stutter Stories today. So why don't we start off, you just tell me a little bit about yourself, Gareth.
1: Yeah, so so, uh, my name is uh, Gareth. Um, I am uh, 28 years old um, and I'm from a town called uh, Basingstoke, uh, which is in the UK. so that's around Southampton and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Reading, uh, which is in the South of the UK. Um, and yeah, like I've lived in a few other places. I've lived in, uh, Nottingham. I've lived in Ghent in Belgium, which is where I live now. Um, yes. So at the moment I live in Ghent in Belgium and it's a wonderful place to, to uh, be. Um, the people are nice. The, uh, the, uh, beers are fantastic.
0: Um, yeah. Okay, great. So we know you as having this wonderful, innovative idea um, related to virtual reality. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So um, this all started um, when I was studying for my uh, bachelor's uh, uh, de- uh, uh, degree at uh, Nottingham Trent University. Mm-hmm. Um and there I was studying a degree in a, in a digital media and technology um, Now this was a uh, bubble for creating games for teaching learning and training purposes um, and also heavily involved in virtual reality mobile apps websites and uh, and how on um, and what I wanted to do for my uh, project was I wanted to use my knowledge and my my expertise that i'd learned to create something personal um so i wanted to create something which could have an impact on people who stutter uh just like myself um and at first i was going to create a uh, mobile application um which would assist people in speaking on the phone so if they really struggled on saying a word such as their name or such as their address they could press a button and then it could it could pay it for them Um, but this was seen as an avoidance uh, technique Um, so I thought maybe it's best if I avoid this avoidance technique (laughs) Um, and I decided to focus on how virtual reality could be used for uh, people who stutter Um, so there's some uh, research uh, behind this in the past uh, by the fantastic uh, uh, Professor uh, uh, Shelley Brundage, Um, and I wanted to see if I could produce similar results to uh, what she could. Um, So my results um, were similar and it showed that people could decrease their level of anxiety over multiple sessions within virtual reality. Um, So then I took it to a Master's Degree in Medical Product Design, uh, where I used an eye-tracking virtual reality headset, Um, and there I was looking to see if we could create an objective measure of eye gaze behaviors um, for stuttering of therapy, Um, because of course, uh, like you uh, know, and like uh, many others, well, but, uh, no. um, with people who stutter, uh, we can sometimes close, flicker, and fixate our eyes in the moment of a stutter, just like well, well, hot eyes sometimes do. Um, and this is only measured in a subjective way by a speech and language uh, therapist, which um, is totally fine, but it's very difficult for the speech therapist to uh, do And it's Mm -hmm. very difficult for them to put an exact number down. uh, And especially as they have to do so many other things at the same time. um, It would be great if we could have a tool that could assist them um, Mm -hmm. in this uh, process. Mm -hmm. Um, So I created software that could objectively measure uh, when someone closes their eyes, Mm -hmm. um, how long their eyes were closed for. Mm -hmm. and where exactly they are looking within the virtual scene. So with this software, it could detect if they were looking at the face of the person that they were speaking with or somewhere else in the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, That research then uh, had very good results and it also matched previous research. Um, It also showed it could be a fantastic tool for speech uh, therapists to use. it was then in the uh, BBC News in some uh, big uh, newspapers in the UK um, and it was really nice to see the awareness that my research got. Um, but having something as research is, is uh, good because it shows that it can be done but it's no good if it just gets sat on a shelf and if people don't put it into practice. Right. Um, so um, on the twenty second of October last year, which was International stuttering Awareness Day, uh, I created my company called uh, With VR. Mm-hmm. Um, and what With VR does is it supports people with speech uh, uh, disorders, so uh, not only people who stutter, but also more, um, to uh, better p- prepare them for real life speaking situations uh, using virtuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably quite a long answer to your question, but that's the reason why I'm here, yeah. um, and and it shapes really nicely um, because the goal is basically to to allow people to um, speak in in any kind of situation, uh, uh, no matter their uh, difference. Um, so that was the path from the idea to um, to the to the uh, creation of a uh, of, uh,
0: VR. So when a person who stutters says, or a person with any speech disorder puts on the virtual reality, what do you call them, eye goggles? Uh, what do you call that?
1: Uh, 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 headset.
0: Headset, okay. Yeah, and so nice. when they put that on, what would they see? Like what would, what, what are some examples of what they might see?
1: Sure. So, what we want to do in virtuality is we want to recreate the real life speaking situations. Mm -hmm. And we all have in mind the speaking situations, which we are probably um, less suited to, or we probably have some uh, negative thoughts where we don't really want to uh, do that, um, where we don't want to speak on the phone to. To our doctor, where we don't want to order a takeaway through the drive-through, um, and what With VR does is it, um, is it allows the person to fully immerse themselves within a speaking situation. So they or the speech therapist can choose which situation they uh, speak in. Um, then once they've chosen this situation, they can uh, practice their speech. So whether if they want to give a uh, speech to an audience, whether if they want to practice ordering their favorite uh, coffee at a cafe, um, they can uh, do this. And if the speech therapist is with them, then the speech therapist has full control of the speaking situation itself. Um so if you're in a cafe, you you um you are there uh waiting in the queue and you are thinking about okay, like I need to order this because this is what I really want to uh drink. Um but okay, what if they ask me for my name, which they then have to write on the cup? Um then you're thinking about these thoughts um well so you, or in the queue, and it starts to uh, move closer and closer, and then it becomes your turn. Then the person asks you, "Hi, uh, um, uh, how can I uh, help you?" Um, and then you have to respond with the the particular drink that you would like, um, without hopefully changing it into another drink, um, mm. because of course for uh, many people this is the goal. Um, where they want to be able to say the right thing that they want. Um, but as you are in this speaking situation, it's not just the speaking situation that you have. Um, because in real life, if you think back to it, you also have the noise around you as well. So you have the noise of the people, the, uh, the uh, noise of the, the uh, music, they uh, have the coffee machine randomly, uh, randomly, uh, uh, randomly uh, blasted thing off, um, and all of these things really recreate the real situation itself. Um, so you can change these settings in accordance to how you want to challenge yourselves or uh, what you want to practice, um, and then the person can uh, practice these speaking situations and better prepare themselves by increasing their comfort zone um, for the real situation.
0: This is just, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, as a speech therapist myself, I can think of so many different applications um, for use and I just think of how many speech therapists really value getting people, you know, out to practice or, you know, within a speech therapy session, wanting to get them into real world situations. But you're limited, you know, either by time, by location, um, you know, like it's we can't really practice a drive through situation that well. You can do kind of a mock simulation, but, you know, nothing would beat that opportunity to use virtual reality for a situation like that. Um, and classroom presentations, you know, those, those sort of things, depending where you are, you might have different opportunity to practice, but, um, they're, we're often so limited, and so having this, I mean, what a what a great tool that should be on every speech pathologist's shelf, or not on their shelf, on their table every day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, thanks. Yeah, like
1: um, it's how um, it's often a kind of struggle of speech therapists where they where they would like to to uh, do more. their clients but they are uh, limited by the environment that they are in Mm -hmm. Um, and the speech therapy clinic it's really really good you can do so much in there you can learn all of these new speech techniques and you can practice new things but there's a bit of a gap in between the clinic and the real thing Um, so if we think about it um, how do people practice for those speaking situations um, within the clinic, it would be to either do uh, to uh, do uh, role play or to use their imagination, mm-hmm. or sometimes you might take them out into the real world, uh, just like you said. Um, but this can often have its uh, can often have its uh, uh, have its uh, difficulties because within the clinic, it's not as sufficient as the real world. Um, because there are many different factors to, to the real speaking situation. Um, for example, I had to I had to give a pitch uh, recently, and I was practicing the pitch uh, loads and loads of times. But I uh, but I only had three minutes to say uh, what I wanted to uh, say. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the times, I got it quite close to the three minutes. But then, when it got to the real thing. Suddenly I was in the real situation and there were real people there um, or people who I felt were kind of there. um, Mm -hmm. And you have the environment such as the sound around you too. And I didn't say everything that I wanted to uh, say within those those three minutes Mm -hmm. because I wasn't as prepared as I would have been for practicing with um, the, uh, with that real situation mm-hmm. now it's the same within the clinic where you practice these things within role play or within the imagination um, but then to go a bit further and to move into the real situation um, it's, it's a, very uh, difficult and often it's such a big uh, jump that some people really find this uh, difficult Mm-hmm. Um, and to bring people into the real situation, sometimes it's it's a, a, a out of their uh, comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we want to do is we want to place them in a safe uh, in a safe environment, uh, such as virtual reality. And with this environment, you can you can uh, control it. So you can change how uh, difficult it is for the person. You can slowly ease them into the speaking situation, and you can have this bridge where it's not only just one step, but it's very small steps, and you can choose the steps that you want. So it's so it's um, it's um, it's easy to create anything you like. It's um, it's uh, totally safe, and you can also uh, control it too. Um, and those are the, those are the uh, main advantages in comparison to the uh, real world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was thinking, in while you were talking that it is, it's like a stepping stone to reality um, and a much um, more realistic stepping stone than, than the typical role play or what we often suggest for, um, uh, for practicing, um, those real world situation is to do them as a home assignment and then you're kind of, people are kind of left out on their own to do it. You know, it's like, I don't have somebody there supporting me with it. Um, so the results are either people choose not to do it and then come back and say they did do it <laughs> or choose not to do it and say, no, I didn't do it. I didn't want to. Um, or you know they they have a negative could possibly have a negative experience with it or could have a great experience there's you know it could be anything but having that uh that virtual reality stepping stone is is great i think that's it's it's amazing and can really be different and it sounds like it would be fun i feel like you could get like especially those adolescents to really kind of buy into it like all right here this is you know this is pretty neat
1: yeah yeah thanks yeah like um it's And it's also something that can be applied to very different uh, regions, um, such as in the speech therapy clinic. Um, You could also uh, practice at home. Uh, But then, of course, what if someone's giving uh, tele-therapy online? How do they then link with these people that are using virtual reality? Um, And this is a bit of a challenge that I've come across, because with virtual reality, you you can you can only really use it when you're next to the person, or if you uh, use it on your mobile phone, um, and you are only limited to the technology of the headset itself. Okay. Um. So um. Uh, so, uh, how I'm creating it uh, with VR is two slash three uh, different things. Um, one is for uh, speech therapists and researchers. Um, this is where they can expose their clients into the into the various uh, speaking situations, and then they can control them in real time. So this is one where the speech therapist sits next to the person wearing the virtual reality headset. The speech therapist will then see a, a dashboard on their computer, and they can see what the person can see in virtual reality, but they can also they can also control the aspects of the scene. So they can change the amount of time that the clients uh, in virtual reality. You can change the amount of people in the scene. You can uh, change the faces of the people in the scene, make them look meaner, make them look nicer to uh, speak with. Um, you can create sounds just like with the uh, coffee shop. Um, So this is one thing, um, and this is something that the speech therapists and the researchers can use when the client is next to them. Now, then we've got the challenge of um, people practicing at home. Um, So, of course, people won't always be in the clinic, and it would be good to uh, practice every now and then, but what if they want to practice this at home? Um, So what I'm creating is a uh, mobile of application. Um, this is where the person can use uh, their mobile phone and with mobile virtual reality. So, this is very simple virtuality where you just put your mobile phone inside. Um, you, you can see similar things to what you would with the software for speech ter- therapists. So, the person can set their own speaking goal. Um, they can then um, They can then define their uh, comfort zone in certain speaking situations. Um, Then from this, they can practice um, the speaking situation in accordance to uh, however they want to uh, practice it. Um, And with this, they can say whatever they want to say. They can be in virtual reality for uh, however long they need. Um, Then after the virtual reality session has finished, they will then be asked questions in relation to their speaking goal. Um, So if their speaking goal were um, to be less... uh, less uh, anxious within the speaking situation, they would be asked uh, questions such as, how anxious did you feel? Um, Then they can uh, keep track of their progress um, over time. Um, So those are the two main things. Um, but of course, what about people who are, um, who are giving uh, tele therapy? How do speech th- th- therapists keep track of uh, people using virtual reality when they are in the clinic, but the speech therapist is, um, but the uh, client is outside? Um, so, what I'm creating is a portal for my website. Um, where speech therapists, uh, whether if they give speech therapy in-person or online, they can sign in to my website. Then once they are on the website, they can connect with their clients using the mobile application at home. So sending something simple as a connection request, just like on Facebook or like on on LinkedIn, You can connect with this client. Once the connection is established, the speech therapist then sees a uh, dashboard um, of the client's progress. So they see how much time the person is spending in VR, um, when they were last online, what they're struggling with, what they're good at, um, they can set them some tasks. And this is a good way to keep track of what your client is uh, doing at home. Um, So uh, like you said, with how it can can sometimes be uh, difficult if the person is actually uh, doing those things, if they're actually practicing those things outside of the clinic, with this platform, it should help the speech therapist to uh, keep uh, track of what the person is uh, doing.
0: This is just—I mean, it's just wow. I—I I mean, I feel like I'm, it, this is such an awesome idea, and we need to make sure that everybody hears about this. I mean, I, it's—I feel like I'm running out of exciting adjectives to describe how great this is and how um, life-changing this could be, or practice-changing this could be for speech pathologists. Um, tell us what is the best way for speech pathologists to find out more about this. I don't know if you can give us an idea of cost or expense. Um, how How do people get it into their clinics?
1: Sure. So um, at the moment, I'm still uh, creating this. Um, I'm hoping for a uh, beta testing around September time this year. Um, so uh, hopefully that sticks to the time schedule. Uh, but of course, with software, um, it can always be quite uh, quite complex and uh, difficult. But September time this year is my target. Um, then, after a few months of testing, it will be available to the uh, public. Um, if people want to uh, test it, then they can um, they can uh, reach out to uh, me on my website. That's uh dot app or um, through my social media um, um, on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm um, on uh, on the uh, page called uh, called uh, with VR, and on Instagram and Twitter, I'm on the page called with VR uh, 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 uh. um so people can reach me through there, um, and if they want to sign up to the beta, then they can. Um, that's to do and um, it's on my website there's a big subscribe uh, uh, button on the very first page um, and and then uh, get in touch um, and um, we can see how virtual reality can be used within your clinic uh, within your research uh, uh, domain or if you're a person with a speech uh, disorder then um, I'm also searching for people with um, with a speech, uh, disorder to uh, test this. So please uh, reach out.
0: That sounds great. Thank you so much for all that information. I mean, your passion for this is obvious. And I think, you know, when people put passion into their projects, you see things move along so much more rapidly because there's such a internal motivation there. So what, tell us a little bit about your life, um, growing up as a kid who stutters and as you, as you, um, you got older and, and became an adult, kind of how things changed over the years?
1: Um, yeah, so um, so with, with my speech when I was young, um, I think that it didn't really uh, bother me too much. Um, like, of course, there was a lot of frustration. Um, I can remember in class when when the teacher would ask, um, would ask if we are... Uh, present, and then I would always struggle saying uh, yes sir or or, uh, yes, like I think um, what we tried to do is where my teacher tried to help me with this, where um, he asked me what I wanted and we decided that rather than saying yes sir, I would just say yes. Uh, but then that also became too hard um, and then we just agreed that I, um, I didn't say it, say anything because it was too much of a struggle for me at the time and um, at the time I was uh, really struggling with my speech where it was taking me um, two to three breaths to really force it out on every other word and um, I think, yeah, like, it didn't really put me down too much, uh, but it was a big uh, struggle for me, and uh, I was uh, physically and uh, mentally uh, I'm exhausted. Um, I did try speech therapy when I was very young, uh, but at the time, yeah, like, it didn't really take to me. Um but then when I finished school, I then went into college and I got my first job just in a, um, in a uh, camping shop. Um, I found that I was really stru- starting to struggle with my speech where um, I was meeting new people. I was having to introduce myself um, as I was working in a shop. I was meeting many, many new people every day, sometimes getting uh, negative uh, responses from the listener, and at that point I realized that perhaps there's something that I can do with my speech to make things a bit easier for myself. Um, so. Just before I was 18 years old, uh, I went to City Lit in uh, London. Mm -hmm. um, And City Lit have some fantastic speeches, therapists um, with uh, Rachel, uh, Caroline, and at the time, uh, at the time, at the time, time, uh, um, at time, uh, um, at the time, Uh, Jan um, and they were so, so good Um, it was really a life changing experience for me Um, and the course that I took was was an intensive course um, with nine other people who stutter Um, and this was really the first time that I was around this many people who stutter Um, and I think I'd only met maybe two or three people in the past who, who had a stutter uh, just like me um, so this was a huge shock and to be around this many people just like me um, was so strange um, but also it made me realise that it's not just one type of person who stutters it's um, it can be anyone and um, And it can be anyone in any type of job, Um, so that was a big, uh, a big, um, a big realization for me. Um, And that's also when I found that it uh, had it's okay to stutter, Um, and that's really changed my perspective on things Mm. uh, but also learning different methods and different techniques to learn to manage my speech um, really helps me as well and it improved my confidence Um, then from that meeting meeting more people who stutter um, I think is the thing that has helped me the most Uh, from attending conferences in the UK um speaking at the uh, British Tuttering Association National Conference, uh meeting loads of people there, meeting people on Facebook groups, meeting people at other conferences online. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm now on the board at as uh, at Paz Family. Um and that's such a great community mm-hmm. um because everyone there yeah, like we all have the same same kind of experiences, and I um, it's just a fantastic place to to have a chat and to meet other people and to uh, to uh, do activities. Mm-hmm. However, ch- um, however, time my perspective on my speech has changed, and I'm still not as fluent as perhaps I would have liked to have been in the past. But that's okay. Like I'm fine with the way that I'm uh, have, have, have I speak now. Um, some days can be easier, and others I do have other challenges, like the pitch for three minutes. But that's just something that, that you that that you have to uh, take uh, day by day, I guess. Mm.
0: And once again, we hear how valuable it is. I, I hear this from so many people of the time when you met other people who stutter and how that kind of makes is a transformative experience. And uh, so that's you know, that's great to hear. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Stamily and how sure. people and how people can uh, connect and kind of who you're you're catering to?
1: Yeah, so as uh, family. Is a uh, non-profit uh, organisation um, where we are me- where we are uh, member uh, uh, driven, um, and to become a member, um, um, you can search up through our uh, our. Websites and fill in the form through there. Um, what we do is we are a place for people who not only stutter but have an interest in uh, stuttering. So even if you don't stutter, you can join. Um, we 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 uh, do have some members who who are uh, non people who stutter, um, and it's for. All, it's for all all ages as well um it's for people who want to meet other people who are like-minded like them mm-hmm. um who aren't who aren't pursuing the path of, of fluency in some form of way um but who who are on the the path to finding more people who start to adjust uh, like themselves and mm-hmm. it's a nice uh, space to, to uh, meet more people, to speak to share your experiences we have some uh, meetings every now and then, some talks from, from other people we play games um, we have lots of uh, committees where we focus on different aspects of the association so um committees such as the technical side of things so that's with the websites and with the servers Uh, we have content where we um seek out stories of from other people when we share them on our website and social media Mm -hmm. we have the social media side of things where um people manage the facebook instagram twitter and um and also uh, linkedin um, so we have many different spaces for um, people to, to, um, to uh, go to. Um, we also have uh, projects as well um, where you can work on a certain project such as um, stuttering in uh, movies. Uh, we also have one which is aimed to find resources around famous people who stutter where it hasn't really been in the media, um, so looking at those kind of cases around those people who stutter who stutter a, a, a lot in public, so not mm-hmm. people who try to, try, who who are a who are a covert, um, but um, but resources of, of, from other people as well. Um, So there's so many things that we do Um, and yeah, like people can check out more on the website as family.org and also on our social media too.
0: That's great. Thank you, Gareth, for all this, um, fantastic information. I mean, you are really, um, out there doing a lot of different things, um, with Stamily, with, with VR. And I, I can't wait to, to get your, to get with VR in our clinic at UT. So hopefully that's something that will happen, um, sooner rather than later. Uh, we would love to really, I just would love to get my hands on it and see, see it in, in action. Um, so I thank you for all of this great information that you've given us, and for sharing your story with us. It's been great. Is there anything else you like to share?
1: No, like I think that's everything. Like, I'm okay. uh, um, of course I have, um, uh, um, of course I have so much more that I can uh, talk about as um, uh, surrounding stutterings, surrounding virtual reality. Um, but yeah, like if anyone wants to to uh, get in touch, then feel free to uh, reach out to any of my social media pages. Um, if you want to test out some virtual reality stuff, then also feel free And yes, like we can definitely um, we can definitely uh, get uh, with VR in your uh, clinic um, and I can show you some uh, test stuff as well uh, later on too um, So that would be really good. That's
0: great. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for being on Stutter Stories with us today, Gareth. Um, have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you around.
1: Um, thank you uh, for the... omin am fights. My friend really enjoyed the uh, chat.
0: was great. Thank you.
1: To learn more about creating or developing support group systems in your area, check us out at www.worldstutteringnetwork.net.